Welcome to the December 8th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com daily podcast, where we cover the biggest stories in Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency every single day. This is your host, Space Marine, live from space. It's gotten a little better on the crypto markets. It hasn't really gone up much, but at least it's not going down rapidly. So the lowest it went for 2018 so far was in the past couple of days. It hit $3,210. And it almost got down there again um, in the past 24 hours. Like right now I'm recording this early on December 9th, but this is the December 8th show. So on December 8th, it did get down to 3,230 on Bitstamp. And the lowest of the year, like I said, is $3,210 for Bitcoin. It's been a bit choppy. It's risen as high as like 3500 And there's like these, it's going down and then it rapidly goes up and then it goes down and then it rapidly goes up after it crashes. And that's just kind of like a weird volatile trend going on right now. Right now, the price of Bitcoin is $3,460 on Bitstamp and on Bitfinex is $3,570. So that's almost like a three over 3% premium on Bitfinex versus Bitstamp. And that's due to fiat deposits withdrawals just costing more on Bitfinex since they're using kind of like a small bank in the Bahamas as their only bank, even though they're the biggest Bitcoin to USD exchange in the world. But at least they have a nice strong banking relationship. On the day, it's showing on CoinMarketCap that the numbers are quite upward. It's like saying Bitcoin's up 4% even though we're just at 3,450. I guess it's because we were as low as like almost 3,200. So Bitcoin's market cap is around $61 billion. The overall cryptocurrency market cap is probably like $111, $112 billion right now. It was $110 billion last night. So Ripple is going up a little. It's up to 31 cents, $12.7 billion. I read an interesting fact that every time Ripple rises, XRP rises one cent, Ripple gets $600 million. Of course, that also means that whenever it goes down one cent, they get, they lose $600 million. And Ripple has like one of the most centralized supplies of any major cryptocurrency. I guess Stellar, which is closely related to Ripple, also has a similar issue. So there's like 60 billion Ripple. Actually, no, they sold a bunch just now. Because like it was 40.3 billion Ripple in supply, and now it's like 41 billion Ripple in supply. So there's like 59 billion Ripple left in the supply that they control. So Ripple Foundations, Ripple Labs, whatever, controls 59 billion Ripple, and there's only 41 billion Ripple in supply. And case in point, uh, they sold like 600 million Ripple just now. Actually, like in the past day, probably. They put another 600 million Ripple out in the supply. Um, so, yeah, they have a 12.7, 12.6 billion dollar market cap. They're the number two. Ethereum was as low as $85 recently, but now it's risen to $94. So, Ethereum's doing a little better, and that's good that Ethereum's not just totally crashing out. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of the crypto economy depends on Ethereum. I actually do like Ethereum. I think it's really cool. It integrates right into Firefox and MetaMask and makes it really easy to do business and make smart contracts and stuff. So, I think Ethereum's gonna be around long-term. This is very useful. It's like a legitimately useful blockchain and cryptocurrency platform, but it's been getting absolutely savaged by 
the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC is not directly attacking Ethereum, but they're attacking everything that was built with Ethereum. So they said, oh, Ethereum is not a security. We're not going to attack Ethereum. But then they attacked every single thing that's indirectly at this point. They've only directly attacked maybe like a handful of uh, the platforms built with Ethereum because they did initial coin offerings. But indirectly, they attacked every single thing built with Ethereum because practically everything that's launched with Ethereum, every crypto could be called like a security offering um, or an initial coin offering pretty much. And it's under SEC jurisdiction apparently. So Ethereum's crawling back up towards a $10 billion market cap. Right now, Ripple and Bitcoin are the only ones with market caps in excess of $10 billion. And for XRP, I would strongly argue its market cap really isn't over $10 billion because of that highly centralized supply. That centralized supply is not counted in the market cap, yet if they would dump even a small amount of the supply they hold, they could crash that below $10 billion in a second. So, But Ethereum is trying to crawl back up to $10 billion too. Stellar is like... Ripple's little cousin. Stellar is at $2.3 billion. It's up 6% today. So Bitcoin Cash, ABC, and Bitcoin Cash, SV, totally flipped places before for like a day. Like, because Bitcoin Cash, ABC got like completely sued by United Corp, which is like a relatively unknown mining company in Miami. They sued like Bitmain. Bitcoin.com, Roger Ver, a.k.a. Bitcoin Jesus, and I think that's it, Kraken. They also sued Kraken. So everyone with Bitcoin Cash ABC got sued. Bitcoin Cash ABC went down like 25%, maybe up to 30%. And at the same time, Bitcoin SV went up like 20 30%. And that caused a flipping in, but now that's over. Bitcoin Cash ABC is in number fifth place with $111 uh, price and market cap of $1.9 billion. Bitcoin SV is down to $96 and $1.7 billion market cap. And today, Bitcoin Cash ABC is up 10% while Bitcoin SV is down 6%. I didn't look exactly what's going on today, but that must be based on some sort of news. It's like a war going back and forth between them. So we actually have two of the top cryptocurrencies are fighting each other. This is a very rare thing that hasn't happened before, really. I've never seen two of the top 10 cryptocurrencies actually at war with each other. Really weird stuff going on. So Tether is above parity. Uh, they surged above parity, and the price is not that volatile, and they're at a dollar and one cent. Uh, so Tether's just served, surged right above parity. Um, and it happened when Bitcoin Cash went crazy with each other like a couple days ago, like I'm talking about. I think that was on the last show when they flipped, and Tether went way above a dollar. It's a dollar and one cent. I know that doesn't sound like way above a dollar, but for a stable coin, it is. That's not to say the other stable coins don't behave the same way. So USD coin. Now let's start with true USD. True USD is up to a dollar and two cents. USD coins at a dollar and three cents, and Paxos standards at a dollar and one cent. So I don't know how they built these stable coins exactly. I'm I've researched every single one of them though, um, and but for some reason they allow their coins to go above a dollar. It's interesting how they allow that. Like, they stabilize it to not go below a dollar, but it does sometimes, uh, especially with Tether. But, yeah, they just let it go right above a dollar. I don't think it's healthy either way. It should just stay at a dollar. So, interestingly, stable coins are not really stable. All right, so EOS. EOS is up a lot today. Surprising. I've always said, oh, EOS goes, you know, down 
more and up less. But EUS today is up 15%. It was as low as a like $1.5 billion market cap. Now it's up to $1.75 billion. So not doing that much better, but it's up a lot today. Um, maybe it's because they crashed out so incredibly hard. They were down like 30% or something. One Bitcoin Cash went crazy. Uh, EOS went down like 30%, even though they're not directly tied to Bitcoin Cash in any way. So maybe they're just correcting a little bit now because they see, now people see, hey, the whole market's not really collapsing at this moment. It's collapsed a lot this year or whatever you want to call it. It's went down a lot, but it's not collapsing. It's not disappearing. So maybe some people rebought their EOS or something or saw that it was low. I still think it's not that low, but I'm not going to give forecasts on how you should invest right now on EOS. But, um, okay, so then Litecoin, it's up almost 10%. It's up to $26, and that's funny to say. It's like, oh, it's up a lot, 26 bucks. It was like $300 this year, like 400 I don't know. It's really high for Litecoin. I think that was too high for Litecoin, I guess. $1.5 billion market cap. And that's number nine. And then we, we have Tron for some reason above all the other ICO coins. EOS is an ICO coin too, but Tron is a... It's number second for ICO coins, $900 million market cap for Tron, um, it's $1.35, cents. and even Tron, like these number one and two ICO coins, EOS and Tron, like I bet all their investors still lost a lot of money, um, all the ICO coins, I don't think there's any that really made money for their investors, there might be some somewhere, but I don't know of it yet. And I've been doing lots of work in this field, and I have not seen a coin that has gone up since the ICO happened overall. Like, there's been a pump usually right when they come out, and then, like, long term, they all just go down. So, that's why the SEC started getting involved in the first place. The SEC's like, wow, this is a big scam. Let's stop it, you know, because people are losing money left and right. All right, Cardano is at $800 million market cap. It's up 6% today. Monero, the number one privacy coin. It's up 3% today at $47. Monero took a hard, hard hit. And, uh, yeah, even when it goes up, it's still less than 50 bucks right now. IOTA, the number one directed acyclic graph coin, is at uh, $0.24. Cents. It's up a bit today. And then Dash is at $72, and that's up 10%. So it's up 10%, yet it is only at $72. And Dash is the number one X11 coin. I didn't think it would be doing as bad as it's doing. Um... But yeah, Dash is at number 16 now. $600 million market cap about. Binance coin is recovering a little. Like, they were doing good when the Binance uh, DAX decentralized exchange was previewed. And Binance coin is the one that's going to be used on that exchange. But they crashed out really hard. Like, they had a nice little bump and then they crashed really hard when the rest of the market crashed. Uh, I guess I'll just go down to Dogecoin. Dogecoin's up a bit. It didn't go down that much. Like, the whole market crashed out. Dogecoin barely crashed. Dogecoin's been steady above uh, one-fifth of a cent USD. So, $250 million market cap for Dogecoin. It's been like that for a while. Dogecoin should just be the number one stable coin. Really, it should. Anyway, I could keep going, but I don't see the point. So, we're going to head into some stories. So, just overall, the market is uh, stable, slightly going up relatively today. Even though it's gone down a lot the past few days, it's going up a little today. I wouldn't call it like a rally or anything. It's just like, it's not going down. So there it is. All right, so a user of a Brazilian cryptocurrency exchange, BitCambio, got really, really lucky. 
he had what happened to him was like the dream of everyone. So he withdrew $128 USD, and it was actually Brazilian reals he withdrew it. 500 Brazilian reals was just like 125 US dollars, 128. He withdrew it, and he got 137 million Brazilian reals into his bank account, which is 35 million US dollars. So he withdrew $128 of crypto, and he got $35 million into his bank. And he says, at first, he received a phone call from Bitcambio, and they were saying they made a big mistake, and they need him to go to the notary office to sign a document um, so he could, like, cancel the withdrawal. And he said that he thought it was a hacker who had compromised his account and was trying to obtain a signature, so he hung up on Bitcambio. He just hung up on them, and then he was ignoring them as long as he could. They kept calling him and be like, hey, no, we're really not a hacker. We're Bitcambio. Uh, we're the exchange you use, and we sent you $35 million. And he... One thing that's not clear in this story, and pretty obvious to me, though, is, like, he probably saw that $35 million, which is, like, 137 million Brazilian reals in his bank account, and he's acting like a hacker is telling him to, you know, trying to steal his signature or something, even though it's pretty obvious that the exchange did send him way more money than he withdrew. So he's, like, throughout this entire story, it does not mention how, like, obviously he'd see this in his bank account, and he's trying to play innocent. Um, so, I mean, can I blame him? It's like really hard not to be overcome by greed in such a situation. All right. So they kept calling him and then the, the platform vendor for Bitcambio, Rodrigo Souza posted a series of comments on social media, including like on his Facebook or something. And it said overall people, the mistake really happened. Uh, Nunez will be reimbursed for all costs. His name was a Kaike Nunez. Yeah, that's his name. Nunez will be reimbursed for all costs. He has to go to the notary's office to solve this shit. Literally, that's what he said. Notice is already being canceled. And then he also said, Epic Cambio, everything is done strictly within the law. Mistakes happen. We are not afraid to have their attention. I don't know. I don't know if it's legal to send $35 million to like a customer by accident. But anyway, so then Sousa, which is the guy that works for Bitcambio, he admits... That they went to City Hall. They already went to City Hall to try to cancel this $35 million USD withdrawal. Uh, but the city said that Nunez, the customer, must agree to it because the amount is so high. So this means that Nunez can legally keep all the money until at least they go to civil court over it. But that, that would take a long time. But he could legally just ignore them at this point and keep all that money. And um, I actually had a similar experience happen to me right here in Florida. Uh, it wasn't me that did it, but one of the people that was working with me sent... I told him to send $20 of Bitcoin to someone, and he sent, like, $2,000 of Bitcoin. And then I drove to that person's house, and they, like, closed their windows up. And um, I called the police, and the police were like, well, you know. I was like, hey, police officer, I'm really concerned. Like, you know, one of my people that I work with sent, like, $2,000 instead of $20. It was all their money, and they're screwed, you know. And, and the police officer was like, well, it's not your fault, son. You know, you're not the one that made that mistake. It's that person's mistake. And, you know, I can't legally make this person that the Bitcoin was received by, uh, you know, give the Bitcoin back. So if you accidentally send Bitcoin to someone, even if you know their, their name, their address, and you even show up at their house, they do not have to give that Bitcoin back. That's how it works. For some reason. So, Yeah. Uh, Nunez, the customer, says he will go to the City Hall and notarize the withdrawal cancellation, but there's no confirmation that it actually happened. And why do I get a feeling he didn't do that? Because it's just so obvious he could legally keep that money for a long time, or forever, or just escape the country with it. 
I don't want to speculate, but like, come on. That's, if he thought it was a hacker and he didn't notice the bank account statements according to what he says, uh, yeah, he's probably going down that route. All right, now for our next story. Morgan Creek, which is like one of the oldest, most reputable crypto hedge funds. The founder of Morgan Creek, Anthony Pompliano, they call him Pomp. I don't think that's a good nickname. I think Space Marine's a good nickname, but Pomp is not that cool. Sorry, Anthony Pompliano. All right, so he's looking to make a USD $1 million bet that the digital asset index fund, which is like run by Bitwise, and it's a weighted average of major cryptocurrencies, will outperform the S&P 500 over the next 10 years. So he's saying simply, cryptocurrency will outperform the S&P 500, which is like the number one stock index over the next 10 years. So it's a 10-year bet. It starts on January 1st, 2019 and ends on January 1st, 2029. That's a long bet. And whoever wins the bet, so all these people that are saying crypto is going to succeed like crazy, um, it doesn't make any sense. I just realized this. I wrote this article, but now I'm realizing, okay, so everyone that truly believes in Bitcoin, and I'm sure Anthony Papadiano believes in Bitcoin, if he's saying this bet, he's going to bet a million dollars on it. Well, all the people that really believe in Bitcoin think that fiat currency will be worthless pretty soon, before like 2029. So if he's betting a million dollars, he's taking a million dollars that's actually worth a lot now. A million dollars is worth a lot now. And by 2029, it might be worth, like, you know, one thing of ice cream or something. Or it might be worth, like, a loaf of bread. Like, seriously, look at other countries that have had a hyperinflation. So he's taking a million dollars to buy all sorts of stuff now. And he might get it back in 2020. And he might get $2 million back, you know. He might be able to buy two loaves of bread with it. So I don't know. This bet's kind of crazy to me. It's like, if you're betting that, you know, Bitcoin's going to win um, and be the number one currency, but... You don't take into account that you're doing the bet in fiat currency. Why isn't it the bet in bitcoins? I don't know. All right. And this is styled after Warren Buffett's infamous $1 million bet that the S&P 500 would outperform a collection of hedge funds. And Warren Buffett won the bet in uh, January 2018 after 10 years. So the S&P 500 outperformed all the hedge funds during like the worst economic conditions we've had. Well, duh. But it wasn't so duh when he made the bet, maybe. So he got his $1 million. And I think uh, Pompliano should actually bet against Warren Buffett. And I think Warren Buffett would take the bet because he has labeled Bitcoin as rat poison squared. And he insists Bitcoin has no intrinsic value. So why wouldn't he take this bet? So double or nothing, Warren Buffett. Come on. And uh, just the digital asset index fund, which is being used to trap the crypto market. So the S&P 500 tracks the stock market and it changes over time. Like you get add stocks to it, you take stocks out of it. The Digital Asset Index Fund does the same thing. Like right now it has Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, EOS, Monero, Zcash, Dash, IOTA, and NEM. It's obviously some of those aren't going to exist 10 years from now. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it just tracks the crypto market though. And so Pompliano, the guy from Morgan Creek, the founder of Morgan Creek that says um, he's doing this bet starting on January 1st, 2019. He says, the cryptocurrency uh, market outperformed over the last 10 years, and we believe that will not change moving forward for the next 10 years. So that's all there is to it. That's all we have for you today on this December 8th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com Daily Podcast. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to BitcoinNews.com 24-7 for the full spectrum of Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency analysis. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out. I stay in space no matter what. Adios, amigos.